0: Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast series, looking at how you think, see and do in your leadership role. And today's podcast is going to be focused on one of the nine skills that are part of the model we're still actually looking at the self and we've looked already at how you think and how you see yourself and today's all about what you do and how you do it and it's going to be important that we look at three different areas really the first of these is well-being and how do you take care of yourself because you're your most important foundation you're you're your building block in terms of how effective you are and then looking at personal effectiveness and well-being in a broader sense we're going to move on to how you structure your time and how you make progress. So what you do with your time every single day. And then the third aspect of personal effectiveness and well-being: how you do, is your self-motivation. How do you keep yourself inspired and motivated to move forwards and keep making progress? So those are the three fundamental areas uh, today for the podcast. Let's actually start with well-being and I'm going to start on a slightly negative note but just a couple of statistics for you 495% is the level of increase in antidepressant prescriptions since 1991 in the UK alone I mean I've heard other data around that but that's just an example of the the rise in that It is actually said by the mental health organization that 66% of the cases of stress depression are in some way work related and in fact another statistic is that 105 million work days are lost each year due to stress in the UK. And so this is a mounting problem for us all individually and also for the, the people that we lead as well. So actually focusing on wellbeing is fundamental as I say, you are the most important foundation your future success you can have great strategies you can have superb products you can have a great business but if you don't look after yourself that could well bite you in the future so first and foremost it is about taking care of your health it's about taking more or putting more focus in terms of what you eat you look after yourself and if there are niggling health problems i had a niggling health problem at the start of the year and where before i would have left it and because you do that you just think i don't want to bother the gp i actually went off to the gp and got it resolved more quickly and sometimes we need to go and get things fixed for ourselves as well but the preventative measure is you know about diet it's about making sure that you drink a lot of water and that you have a healthy diet. The problem is that when we get busy, and one of the big things for me in this whole think, see, do approach is the fact that we get stuck in a cycle of doing stuff on an endless task list. And that means that we start to neglect things like preparing a decent breakfast, decent lunch, decent meal, and we start to do things quick and on the fly. Then that's not necessarily good for our health as leaders so thinking about your health more seriously about your diet and and getting things attended to as a starting point and also as well we've looked at how you think about yourself so i'm not going to dwell on it too long but a healthy mind as well the thing is our bodies need to be functioning as, as well as they can but so does our mind and it's important to think about what we feed our mind and and how we go about our Daily, If you wake up in the morning, I've been saying this recently at a couple of seminars. If you get up every day and you watch the news in the morning, the news at lunchtime and the news in the evening, I think that will have a severe impact on your mindset over a period of time and not necessarily a positive one. So thinking about the kind of routine and the things that you do that are going is going to keep your mind in the most positive place and as I've spoken about before that is handling the more destructive side your destructive self and the negative thinking and bringing out your potential self really maximizing your potential on a daily basis. So in terms of well-being as well it is looking at your fitness levels and getting some exercise i'm a very keen swimmer so i'll go i swimming most weeks and i about three or four times most weeks but if you're not one for going for the gym and you're not one for list exercise fully enough i was listening to a podcast with stephen fry yesterday and he, i really like stephen fry and he was saying how much he detests going to the gym but then he found rapid walking so he goes out you know lunchtime every day or whatever and, and has a rapid walk outside and he said i, I listened to Podcasts, I listen to audio books or whatever. So pick the things that you're probably more likely to commit to and get into habits. We're going to talk about habits later, but doing something that will maintain and grow your fitness level is important. And also, one of the things I find is that the darker nights affect me a lot. You know, when we get, we're going to go into it over the next three months, aren't we? Where you get to really short days where you don't see a lot of daylight. So finding any opportunity you can particularly in the sort of autumn and winter months to get some sunshine because that's important for our mental health and for our well-being as well now one big topic and there's a lot of debates over this So, I'm, all i'm going to do on this podcast is give my perspective but one area that's talked about a lot is sleep and funny enough i was watching a um i was watching a webinar this morning where, where somebody was talking about the 5am club now i must admit personally I'm not one for getting up at five o'clock in the morning and cracking on. I can see some of the benefits of it. I guess you can get things done before the rest or the majority of people wake up. But the thing that resonated with me most was taking stock of how much sleep I felt I needed. And I don't know about you, but I had got a pretty good level of self-awareness in that if I got or if I do get less than seven hours sleep in an evening, I just don't seem to function as well. But if I get the seven hours, that's what I need. So I don't necessarily need eight or nine. So my focus, particularly over the last 12 months, has been on getting seven hours sleep. So if I know I've got to get up early for an event in the morning, then I'll be in bed comfortably before the, the seven hour time so that I, I will have an extremely good chance of getting that seven hour sleep. And then ideally, obviously, you don't want to be waking up during the night and you want to be able to get off to sleep easily so they, you know they do say about not watching telly in bed and disconnecting from mobile devices and such like i also think it's about closing down your day in the right way and i'm going to come to habits in a little while when we go into another area but i do want to touch on it just briefly here because one of the habits i found most effective is to plan the next day at the end of the previous day so i've done my various worked activities client sessions etc but the last thing i do then is write a plan for the next day and then i shut down my laptop and leave it alone and what i'm doing there is psychologically and practically closing down the day and that seems to have really helped with my sleep overnight i when i first started my business sort of 11 years ago used to have a lot of evenings where i'd wake up either ruminating or worrying about something to do with business or something that was going on the next day but i found this psychological and practical closing down the day has been really good for enabling me to sleep more effectively but for you have a think about what you know you believe is the right amount of hours i was talking to um, a leader i'm I'm coaching recently and we're just going to slightly experiment with that because he he tends to have very differing levels of sleep some nights longer than others etc but we're, we're trying to get into a routine of a particular amount of time and then see how he responds to that and maybe adjust it but sleep is so important for our well-being and you know for us to be able to feel motivated and work at our most optimum level now just a couple of final things on in terms of well-being one of the things that i'd lost a little bit of focus on myself actually if i'm honest but the last few weeks i got back to is doing a short meditation in the morning because we all know there's so much clutter going on in our minds all the time and actually, creating some space to meditate means you can switch that off a little bit. And it's been also a lot of re- research says that it's good for your neurology as well, you know, that it, it strengthens certain paths in your neurology and that it can be a really effective thing for you to actually meditate and, and disengage. Now, I know people who meditate longer periods than myself. Shaz Nuaz, who was one of the guests recently on. The leadership mindset podcast was speaking about the fact he, he spends a long longer time meditating but look into meditation as particularly if you find you're a person that is working at a high level of stress often and feeling quite anxious and stressful on a regular basis and feeling a little bit overwhelmed it's probably going to be even more important for you to take some time out and bring meditation in and again, try to avoid that cynicism if you do feel that, because I know some people can feel a little bit cynical about meditation. Why not try it, though, uh, particularly if you feel that things aren't quite right for you at the moment? Probably the final thing I'll share on well-being, there's so much we could cover, but just in a short podcast, I just wanted to talk around a few topic areas. And that is the importance of getting some time out. And I often talk to the people that I coach, because interestingly, I've had quite a few coaches over my time, and one of my coaches said to me about three or four years back you need to make sure you're planning a break every two or three months now that could be a week away could be a long weekend whatever it may be but get some time out and i must admit i've made that a regular practice now and i do have maybe four or five forms of vacation each year doesn't have to be abroad or whatever or i get a long weekend away in fact over the last 12 months to be honest probably more like about i would say five or six it's every two months almost that I, I get some form of break because it's great you know we can enjoy what we we do and i really enjoy and i love running my business but it is good to get some time out to recharge your batteries and you can often come back feeling more rejuvenated with a sort of fresher view on things so work on those things around your well-being that we've been speaking about about your health a healthy mind fitness sleep getting some some meditation or, or at least getting some quality time out time with your family as well again i remember funny enough i remember shaz was talking about that as an important part of recharging his battery and i think it is for us all getting quality time with the people who are close to us and also be mindful of the fact that certain things like christmas holidays We may get out of certain good habits. We may have been getting into a good regime, going to the gym or eating well, and then we can lose that. So remember that, particularly after times like Christmas, it's important to have a a really clear focus on getting back into good habits in terms of well-being. For the second part of today's podcast on personal effectiveness and well-being, how you do things in relation to yourself, I wanted to talk about how you structure your time, how you make progress every day. And the first part of that is planning and i've touched on that just a few moments ago having a long-term vision i'm a great believer in having three-year visions drill down to into a year and then having a 90-day plan so having a plan for where you're looking to get to and yes plans change and so you need to monitor that and adapt it but then having a plan on a daily basis as i touched on earlier that makes sure that you're making progress on the most important things. And that means consulting your 90-day plan on a weekly basis and looking at what you plan to do that week and finding time in your diary to do that alongside a lot of the other more reactive activities that will be going on in your week, the meetings that you have planned, etc. And one of the other strategies I've found useful over the years for looking at planning is to look at your time and the way you spend it Or your activities in terms of the level of importance and the level of urgency and this originated from the late great steve covey now most of us spend the majority of our time in the areas that are important and urgent however the area that will impact most on your productivity will be the stuff that is important and non-urgent could be a variety of things it could be your own self-development doing some training for yourself doing some reading to develop your skills it could be having quality time to do your strategy it may be one-to-one meetings with people in your team it could be team meetings it could be reviewing the systems that you have in place all of those sort of things that can get neglected in the day to day hustle and bustle of doing your your work and taking on your role as a leader so look at what is actually important and non-urgent and also work on finding time in your diary to make progress on those aspects as well. And then finally in terms of structure and progress I was going to talk about habits. We're all absolutely driven by habits. Um, we have good habits and we have bad habits our personal effectiveness is massively impacted by the habits that we, that we do. And so that can be looking at the habits that we have in place that are not productive for us and either reducing them and or stopping them completely or looking at habits that you don't have in place at the minute that you'd you know would be effective if you started them or habits that you have got slightly in place but you know by increasing them they'll have a greater impact as well. So I would go away from this podcast today and ask yourself, Three or four questions. Ask yourself what is something you do at the minute that you should stop doing completely. It's not productive. And then a sort of variation of that ask yourself what are you doing at the moment that you should do less of? That could very well be email. It could be that you're into your email. I've got a lot of clients that I've worked with over the years that I find out they're into email pretty much consistently during the day. So maybe you need to reduce your level of activity on email have more structure to it so just look at email once twice three times a day whatever then look at something you could introduce and also then look at something that is really good as a habit that you're doing at the moment but you're not doing enough of it and that you can increase so look at those different areas in terms of your habits and remember as well research differs on this but remember that habits will typically take between 21 and 66 days. Those are the different sort of areas of research I've heard on this. Be aware that you need to push through for a period of time to bed in those habits. And one of the most defa- I've talked about daily planning, one of the most effective habits I have, which will sort of feed into the next part of this particular podcast, is every day I write down five Positive things, at least five positive things about the day. And I've mentioned this on on other of the podcast episodes. What I'm doing here is repatterning my neurology to recognise the good that's going on and to fundamentally make me a more optimistic person. I've been doing this for almost six years now. When I started it, I had to have more of a focus on it to make sure it got bedded in over a period of of 21 to 66 days. But then it becomes more autopilot, as a lot of habits do. Probably don't try and take on the world with habits, but look at two or three things you're going to change and then have a really clear focus on them for a couple of months. And eventually they'll bed in and you can start working on other aspects. Now, one final related matter to habits and structure is just before we move on to the final area of the podcast is also systems. Look at the systems that you're using at the moment. They could be manual systems. You know, often we, have to, we seem to overcomplicate things. It could be that you just have to have one page checklists to control certain things that you do so you are more effective and certainly the things that are repetitive you want to make sure that you do things in a certain sequence then you may be looking at software systems that will support you in what you're doing maybe a crm system it may be a time management system whatever it is or time recording system should i say but look at the things that you're doing systematically or repeatedly and either bring in some form of manual system to them or automate it with software. Or it may be that something that is systematic you can outsource to an administrator or somebody with skills in a particular area. So always be looking for opportunities to put systems in place, improve systems, outsource, delegate things to other people. So that again you're almost building habits around your systems then and structure around your system so that you again are more effective and the things that you do are done more effectively as well. Now for the final area of the podcast today on personal effectiveness and well-being, I wanted to turn to self-motivation. And I think we can all struggle with that. I think particularly if you run like I run a business on my own and there'll be people listening to this podcast who will have a business that they run on their own or it may be that you're the leader of a business and your motivation the way you motivation yourself is key to the business and key then to the way that you motivate your people now I believe that motivation can be split into three things if we look at the broader topic of motivation and self motivation first of all I'm going to start with inspiration now inspiration for me Is when an idea takes me when I get a fresh idea I get some inspiration I get something that inspires me I think that would be a great thing to do or that could be a really interesting development I could bring to my business and there is this notion of almost being taken by a wave with inspiration now the thing is with inspiration it won't necessarily come to us unless we create the quiet the space to actually have some time for those ideas to come through and one of the things I do myself and I've recommended for other people is to go and sit quietly in a coffee bar or whatever suits you with a blank piece of paper and just let your mind go free and just see what ideas come to you you'll be surprised with this you just give yourself an hour half an hour an hour in a coffee bar or whatever it is have a blank piece of paper just think I'm not gonna have a really clear agenda about this Just want to have a bit of quiet time Because when your mind is quiet is when it's most creative. So you could well come up with some really inspirational ideas of a new product development for your company, whatever it may be. Now, the thing is with inspiration, I find personally, I find inspiration easier to, to come across. But then what you've got to do when that wave takes you, when that idea takes you, you've got to then take that idea and implement it, do something with it. And that's where motivation comes in. And motivation can feel blimey at times. I'm sure you felt this. Sometimes it can feel like pushing water uphill because maybe you're doing something that felt like a great idea at the beginning, but during the final stages, it is a bit like pushing water uphill and it's sort of trudging along to implement it and finish it. And so I think motivation splits in two. I think that you have external motivation And this can be for yourself or people that you're leading but that's more where there are external rewards or external recognition for progress made it's good maybe to reward yourself I do things where certain things are complete in my business or certain things happen then there'll be some form of celebration or treat for that but certainly if you've got your team you may want to look at how you do some uh, nice quirky things or you know regular things in terms of a reward and also as i mentioned earlier about keeping a daily habit of tracking five good things about the day or journaling or whatever it might be take time out to recognize the progress you've made and actually see the progress on the path and and if you've got a really big goal make sure you break it down into smaller goals because if you've got just one huge goal that's going to take you let's say for example 3 or 4 months it's going to be harder to keep motivated to do that but if you have smaller goals on the way that you can recognize the progress and achievement and for your teams then that will motivate you more but that's all part of external motivation there's also intrinsic motivation internal motivation and that it's more about i guess you could break it down into three things i remember reading this in a book by daniel pink called drive but the three aspects of internal motivation are said to be autonomy which is that need for us to all be independent and control things on our own so keep focused on what can you move if you're hitting a bit of a barrier with something you're looking to progress because certain things aren't happening or constraining you then what can you do to keep moving forwards and make some progress on that so be looking for autonomy and where you can make make progress the second area of internal motivation or intrinsic motivation is mastery So we'd like to become more proficient at what we do. And I believe that isn't about perfection, that's about growth. So the more that we recognise the growth in our skills, I was doing some coaching with somebody yesterday on presentation skills and I was saying, when we went away from it, I was going, don't ever focus on being perfect, keep recognising the growth and improvement in your presentation skills. And that is important whatever because that will feed into that intrinsic motivation that we start to recognise and see our growth in a skill. And then the final area of intrinsic motivation is purpose, which is all about why we're doing things. So keeping a connection to why we're getting up every day, why we're seeing through this particular project. It's tapping back into that inspiration that you had and why getting to the end of this particular project, this goal, why it's important to you why it's important to the company, why it's important to the team. So I think motivation is slightly more complicated than maybe we, we believe, or certainly I believed in the past. I think that there is that breakdown in terms of being inspired, putting external or extrinsic motivation in place and putting intrinsic motivation and focusing on that as well. So on this podcast today, we've looked at personal effectiveness and well-being. We've looked at your well-being, looking after yourself, your health, fitness, etc., sleep, meditation. We've looked at how you structure and manage your time and make progress. Then finally, we've looked at what goes on deep within us in terms of how we motivate ourselves through inspiration and the two forms of motivation. Go away from the session and make some changes. If, if it's only looking at the habits, that could dramatically change things. Just have some time out to reflect on your habits. But look at the other aspects of the podcast as well in terms of how you are making the best use of you, best use of your time. And as always, if you want to explore the whole think, see, do concept in greater detail, you can go to my personal website, thetonybrooks.com or the company one, theleadershiptrainingworkshop.com and take the diagnostic because that will look at the nine different skills in terms of how you think, see and do in relation to yourself, other people and your organizational journey and it will give you some pointers. Now we've done it. today was a focus on leadership skill three out of the the nine skills and further podcasts will look at the other six. If you don't do anything else, go and change your habits. I look forward to spending time with you on the next podcast and I'll speak to you soon. That was Tony Brooks from the Leadership Mindset Podcast. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for a future podcasts.